I'll show you use episode 30. You're not going to miss it. Because the Strive for Greatness in North Coast Blue Chip Series continues as Lance Schumacher joins the show to talk about so much. But, on my part, I'm going to let you guys know about how I think the young cores and the cores of the NBA will be turning out in the next two or three years. Also, I'm going to let you guys know my thoughts on this ridiculous LeBron James scenario and why people are really trying to blast him for celebrating. Oh, it's ridiculous. That's gonna be, I'm going to talk all about that. I'm going to give you guys a free agency update. And, of course, there's going to be shoes, though, where I'm going to let you guys know some of the stuff that the media is not getting enough attention to. And it's going to be stuff in regards to the tampering investigation from the NBA, Zion's Jordan deal, the Team USA team for the FIBA qualifiers, and so much more. But if you guys want to stay up to date and know about my future shows, future series, and my show, The Breakdown, and who's going to be on next, go follow me, at Zach Shoemaker. You're not going to miss it to stay up to date on everything. That's on Instagram and Twitter, at Zach Shoemaker. You're not going to miss it. Go follow me and head over right now. How's everyone doing today? I hope all your weeks are off to a great start, but no matter what, I plan on making them a lot better. I'm your host, Zach Shoemaker, and I'm back in my home in Gilroy, Arizona. I've been in New York for the past eight days. Now I've got some truly big-time things to hit up today, but you're not going to miss it because one of the top players in the 2023 class, and you might know him as my brother, Lance Shoemaker, joins the show to talk about playing for North Coast Blue Chips, transferring going to Basha, and so much more. All that's going to come on up next. But before that, we got to hop into something. Something's been on my nerves, so, well, let's hop right in, folks. Alright, so, the first thing I'm going to talk about today is something where, it's not necessarily what I had planned, but it's something that's come to my attention, and I'm clear I think it's come to a lot of people's attention. That being said, I'm going to talk about my main topic right after this, but this is something, you guys know I don't get mad on the show too often. It's very rare to do, I'm not that kind of person, but there is something that is just absolutely ridiculous. Why are these media companies and people going after LeBron James and what he's doing for celebrating? Like, is that really what we're, is that really what we're coming to now? First of all, this should not even be a conversation. What is the big deal? He is celebrating. He's happy. The kids are happy. What is going on? It's absolutely atrociously ridiculous. These media members are coming on their shows on Fox, ESPN, whatnot, whatever it may be, and blasting LeBron James for celebrating. I mean, are you kidding me right now? It's absolutely ridiculous. He's celebrating. He's with his team. He's supportive of his team. He's doing everything right. And you know what? No, no let me just talk about this. Here's something you guys will hear about shoes views. You already might have heard from them. Or you guys might have heard them now or coming up soon. You're not going to miss it. But this is what some of the players say. And I think when it comes down to it, isn't it what the players say that matters? How they feel? I mean, why do these grown men adults on Twitter going out there behind little profile pictures wanting to make fun of them? Well, let's hear what these have to say. Sky. Sky Clark came on and said, this is ridiculous. This man has been a model citizen and a role model for people of every of every sport and doesn't deserve to be unfairly criticized for enjoying his team's success. I 100% agree. You guys heard from Isaac Perota in last episode. I know, bro. He said it's absolutely ridiculous that they're hating on him. He supports all of us and he's such an amazing person. These guys are out of line. Okay? How about from Dior? This is crazy to see. You guys take what this man does off the court for granted. Sounds like hate. My dad has never been to one of my one of my games before. In fact, I haven't seen my dad in four years. Don't let this go, don't let this go over your head. He then said, if you realize, his son's not even suited up. LOL. He's still on his feet, hyped for the kids that are not his. Dior continues to say this. Thanks for everything, big brother. Referring to LeBron James, of course. They will never know how much you impact my life on, on and most importantly, off this basketball court. They big mad. You have it right there. I mean... If the guys love it, if he truly is benefiting the guys, which he is, trust me, I know, 
I see it. He truly is, and you guys know it. Who has the audacity to sit behind a screen that doesn't even know it? You guys might see it, but what is the big deal? Because you're too shy? Because your guys maybe aren't, your kids that you know maybe aren't as good as them? I don't know what it may be, but it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, not going to go into debate about whether I think LeVar Ball's thing we did was correct or not, but someone goes on and calls LeBron James LeVar Ball, and what word are they even related? Maybe they both live in L.A. right now? I mean, I don't even know if LeBron's going to stay in L.A., to be honest. But there's nothing that, anything similar. LeBron James is one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest player of all time, and that is a debate time later, but he is one of the greatest players of all time. LeBron James, he is someone that has built a school. I don't see LeVar Ball doing that. I don't see a lot of these guys doing this. No. LeBron James is someone that donates tons of his money. He's a loyal family man. You don't see any drama. No legal issues. No nothing. LeBron James is going there and supporting these kids and hanging out with them nonstop, game after game, tournament after tournament, being invested in their lives. And you guys want to waste your time going up there and slandering his name when there's many other things we can talk about. It's a disgrace and a shame. If you're one of those men that are going on TV... And talking about that, it's just disrespectful. I don't know if I can have respect for that. Grow up. Absolutely ridiculous. And I, I might put this up for a debate. Like if someone wants to debate this and think that he was out of control or out of line or whatever y'all want to say, go ahead. But I'm not listening to it. This is stupid. You're wasting my time on any anyone else's time bringing this kind of stuff up. It's ridiculous. LeBron, if you listen to this, you go out there and you do it just as much, if not more. Keep supporting the kids. Keep doing 100% what you're doing. This media wants to go down and try to find the negatives in every last thing. When this is not even, I don't know how you find a negative in this. Absolutely ridiculous. I support you, LeBron. Keep doing your thing. Obviously, make an impact on all these kids' lives and so many people and everyone and everyone that sees you and meets you. Absolutely a shame and ridiculous that the media companies are really doing this. This is the absolute. This is the peak of why I say I want to change media and I hate what's going on. But that being said, let's get into the main topic now. So, I do want to hit up now. Talk about the future. Now, we talk about cores, and you talk about teams, like the main core for the future. Some people might talk about guys that are on the rookie contract, first two years in the league, three years in the league. Some guys might say they're under 25, 25 and under, 24. I don't know what it is. You could say your core is locked, how long are they locked up for? Well, my definition of this is where do I see teams in about two or three years? So that means guys locked up. So, yes, for example, we're going to talk about the East first, obviously, and we're talking about Kemba Walker. We can talk about that for a good example. Kemba Walker, no, he's not young, but he's locked up for a long-term deal, so he will most likely be there, of course, bearing a trade. And this this might not be as accurate, folks, because I don't know. Trades can go down. They will go down. Signs will go down. Someone's going to change. But point is, this is what we got to talk about. So on the East, about two, three years, there's number one, Brooklyn Nets. And I don't even want to hear about it. I don't care. Kevin Durant. Lose all athleticism. Let's say that's what goes down. I got Derek Nowitzki then. You got Karis Roach, I think he's an all-star. Jared Allen, a future all-star. You got DeAndre Jordan, going to push Jared Allen to make it better. You have Torian Prince, Donovan Musa. You got Rodion's Kuroops. You got all his company. You got Nick Claxton, I think he's going to be a stud. Theo Pinson is going to be a good backup. You got Dimwitty. Oh, yeah, sixth man of the year this year. I think so. You've got so many things. In, oh, Joe Harrison. Hmm. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he's good. And I think it's going to be perfect. A couple guys, Kerry Kittles talked about today. He gets a chance to go out there and leave for the first time to understand Kenny Atkinson's playbook before Kevin Durant comes. Love it. Absolutely love it. Number two, Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't like the fact that they lost Brogdon. He would have maybe probably made the number one. But you have a guy named uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. He will leave the Milwaukee Bucks to be a contender for the next, as long as he's in the league, to be honest. 
Number three, Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, you look at the squad. They've got all the guys. You got Embiid. You got Harris. You got Simmons. You got Zaire Smith locked up. Now you got Josh Richardson. It's going to hopefully be locked up for a long time. I mean, you got all kinds of stuff going down out there. Philly is stacked. I like it. Matisse Thibault. Love the guy. Mario Shayok looked good. Corkman is coming back. Shaking Milton. Love it all. Boston is number four. It's interesting. It's basically the team they got right now, to be honest. I just don't know how it's going to pan out. They have a lot of pieces, but Hayward, I don't know how he's going to come. I'm so saying yes, I think he's going to come out of what he did in slump last year, but we can't prove it yet. You know what I mean? I mean, you got guys, you got a lot of guys. You got Roman Langford, you got Marcus Smart, you got Carson Edwards. Who's what Taco might turn into? I do not know. You got Robert Williams, Grant Williams. I mean, you got Cancer still. I mean, you got options. We'll see what goes down, though. I mean, Boston is going to be a very good team. I just don't know how it all come together yet. But that's what, I mean, I don't see them being better than Brooklyn, Milwaukee, or Philly, to be honest. I do think, I love Tatum. I think he's going to be an all star player, but I don't see him being the next top two, three player in the NBA, to be honest. Nothing, I can't do it, but that is what I see. Number five, you guys want to take this as a surprise. New York Knicks. I said this is the best thing that could have happened to them, not getting Kyrie and Kevin Durant because they're not in a place. I mean, you look at this team Desmond Jr., RJ Barrett, Kevin Josh, Jewish Reno, Mitchell Robinson, Bobby Portis. You got Damian Dawson, Alonzo Trier, Alfred Payton, Matilda Keene, whatever that turns out to be. Brother Dinkus, you got different picks that's going to keep coming in. Now, obviously, we're not including that, but that's just part of what they got. New York is stacked. I love it. Atlanta's number six. They could be higher, but look at the stacked East and Young core. You got Trey Young, Cam Reddish, Kevin Heater, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Bruno Fernando, I think is going to be nice. Damian Jones, Jabari Parker, DeAndre Bembry. I love what Atlanta's got. Obviously, you know, a high praise I give to Lloyd Pierce and what he's going to do out there with his staff. Seven, Chicago. I like it. I really do like them. I think they're a playoff team for a very long time. I mean, they're younger than some of the other teams as well. Wendell and Mark Kane. Mark now, let me say something. I might be shocked right now, but listen, the way Daniel Gafford played in the Summer League, I love Daniel Gafford. I think down the line, you might see him replace Wendell Carter, or maybe then Wendell might be a little expendable. We'll see. Because Wendell Carter, he's better than Jaleel Okafor. He's a lot better, a lot better player all around, a lot better modern day. But what's to say Daniel Gafford's not a perfect modern day center? And Martin said there's not anybody guy that needs to go shoot the ball and space it all out. No. He's your rim protector. He's your Rudy Gobert, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. He's, I mean, Hassan Whiteside, Yusuf Nurkic, I mean, Steven Adams, Clint Capella. The list goes on and on. You guys get the point. I love it. That's what Chicago got I me. Mean, you obviously got Kobe White, Levine, Porter, Hutchinson. You got Don. He's probably going to be expendable and traded. Denzel Valentine, Sutteron, Scarlett Diakono. I like what's going on out there. That's what we got. Indiana Pacers. I like it. Not sure what we're going to see out of Oladipo. But, I mean, long-term, this the starting line they're going to have this year is basically the team they're going to see in a few years. Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren, Sabonis, and Turner. Now, I love Aaron Holiday. I don't know if he's going to become an elite backup guard. We'll see what that turns into. Jeremy Lamb still there. Obviously, Edmund Sumner. TJ Leaf, I like him. Gogo, he's going to be a good player. I think we'll see him develop. Now, you're going to look out there in Cleveland, number nine. They're still just early on in this process. They just have a lot of pieces yet. You still got Love on the roster. He could be there, but I don't know. We'll see what goes down. I don't know where he's going to be at this point in his career in a few years. But Dylan Winley, I think he's legit. Garland and Sexton is going to be good. I mean, right now you start Clarkson, Osman. You see what Kevin Porter turns into. I like what they're building out there, though. Detroit, number 10. There's just not a lot of young pieces. Kennard, I like it. I mean, you got Frazier. You got um, DeBeo. You got Blake, Drummond, Maker. I love the Christian Wood. You got McCulloch and Servetus. I mean, Bruce Brown looks really good. I mean, there's a lot of pieces. I'm not quite sure what Detroit turns into. But I don't see them being better than any of the teams above. Now, Orlando Magic. Hmm. It is interesting with them because Orlando is someone that does have pieces, but I'm not sure if it's going to pan out because of the fact of Vucevic being there, center and holding back Bomba from whatever his thing is. Also, I don't know what Markel could be. This team could easily fly into top eight. They could easily pass teams like Indiana, maybe even Chicago, to be honest. I love, I like Isaac's defense. I think he's going to turn into a good player, but there's just so much I don't know yet. Miami Heat, Hero looks legit. Butler will be there. Bam looks legit. Derek Jones is legit. 
from there, I don't know. Kendrick Nunn will be able to keep developing. I do not know. There's a lot of pieces we'll just continue to wait and out there in Miami. Number 13 is Charlotte. Rozier is still a good player. Obviously, I love Dwayne Bacon. I think Malik Monk still got it. Miles Bridges is legit. We'll see what P.J. Washington is going to bring to the table, but I do like it. They're probably going to have a top pick this year. We'll, we'll see what that turns into. I love Finally giving Mitch Kupta just a chance to do his thing. I love it. And for also, by the way, just people that keep saying, imagine like taking an $8 million contract, turning a 19 for a player from Kemba to Terry Rozier taking a downgrade. I'm sorry. Kemba blew up in his last contract. It is what it is. There wasn't as much money. It's not that big of a deal. Rozier is getting paid right around where he would have anywhere. Washington, number 14. I want to say that Rui, I like him. I like Troy Brown. There's not a lot of depth. Thomas Bryant's good. But we'll see. Now, Bradley Beal, I don't know if he's going to stay, but just not a lot of depth. Who's going to be the true young pieces there? Number 15 is the reigning champion, the Toronto Raptors. Just a lot of bodies. Nothing really legit besides besides Siakam. I mean, Rondé, I like him, but Anunoby, Stanley Johnson, McCaw, Dwight Power, Van Vliet's nice. I mean, Terrence Davis, I like him, the undrafted rookie. We'll see what they're going to do out there, but Toronto, I'm not 100% sold on. We'll see what they got in store for us down the line, though. But that's what I got for the East, and we're going to probably be seeing them in a few years from now. As of this moment, we're not any big trades. This won't happen, but we will see. But that's what I got for right now, folks. Coming up next, you're not going to want to miss what Lance Schumacher says say as he continues to strive for greatest North Coast Blue Chip Series. Trust me, it's going to be something special. You're not going to miss what he says say about his upcoming high school season, playing for NCPC, and so much more. Coming up after this. I'm excited to welcome one of the top 2023 players, NCBC and Basha incoming star freshman, and my brother, Lance Shoemaker, to the third episode of the NCBC and SFG series. How are you doing today, bud? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Anytime. I have some pride into this and talk about North Coast Blue Chips. How did you originally be able to get the opportunity to go play with them? I first got the opportunity from someone named Corey Boswell, who you earlier had on your show. He, uh just like texted us one day because he got involved with the SFG and got a part of their uh, squad and coaching staff. So he then texted me one day and asked if I wanted to come out for a tournament. And I went out and it was, it's was it been great ever since. I should talk a little about the team and some of the guys that contribute to the team. I mean, honestly, just talk a little about everyone on the roster. So, like, everyone on the team is top players, like, and we all work together great. Everyone holds their own, starting from Bronny all the way down to, like, like Luke, Mookie, uh, BD. You got Koi. You got Amir. Uh, just everyone. Ja. Everyone contributes to the team and does their thing. And everyone is super talented. Absolutely. Talk a little more about the Brotherhood, Bill, and how you guys all bond on and off the court. Man, that's crazy. Like, just like it feels like family once you walk in to a gym with them or around them or even outside the gym. Everyone, everyone is just really close, and we all we're always going to communicate. And even even from now on, heading into high school, it's always going to be a family. No doubt. To talk some about the best parts about being a part of NCBC and just some of the be- most best memories you've had so far about playing with them. Some of the me- best memories. I've had probably was meeting LeBron. I mean, it's crazy seeing him show up to your game, cheer for you, talk to you on the sidelines. Like, it's just mind blowing. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. And probably going into my games and seeing these huge crowds, a little weird at first, but once getting used to it, you just embrace it. 
Absolutely. So let's talk about LeBron because obviously he's got a lot of unnecessary, in my opinion, blasphemous just talks about him and just trying to slam mm-hmm. him about being a good fan and all. But talk about your thoughts about what it's like having him on the sideline, cheer you on, and be one of the most like he's on the team for you. Man, it's just amazing. All those tweets or whatever, that's, that stuff's just so stupid. He just needs to continue what he's doing. He's being a bigger part of basketball. He's making it like that family feel. He's out there cheering for us when he doesn't have to be. He could be like a guy that just stays home. and But he's there like almost at every tournament, always cheering us on. And it's not even sometimes for his son. It's like for everyone. Mm-hmm, no doubt. So talking about some of your favorite tournaments, I mean, you've only got to play in three tournaments or so. What mm-hmm. was some of the best memories you've had? or Which one, which one was your favorite one? My favorite one was probably probably Vegas this past weekend. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because it, it was like finishing finishing AAU off this year and just like winning that tournament and people you got to meet and just hanging out with the team. No doubt. So talk about some of the best memories from Vegas and what it was. I mean, obviously for you and – couple other guys like Mook and you guys weren't there necessarily the whole time. But talk mm-hmm. about like the feeling and emotional about being there when it was one of the last times they'll ever you guys as a blue chip team will ever play together. It was crazy. Like no one like put it in retrospective like we we played our games. We didn't really think about that stuff the whole weekend until our final game hit. And once we finished that it got like really emotional. Even not being there for a while it was like wow like this is over and like we won't be able to play with each other anymore and it was just it was crazy you felt that you felt that family feel again mm-hmm. absolutely let's talk a little more about your high school decision and what necessarily went into the factor of going and deciding to go play for basha as a freshman now so we've been talking about this for a while and you know that like just tons of talking and we felt like this bachelor was the best decision and it has been the best decision because mainly the coaching coach G is just an amazing coach. And I can't wait to see where my journey goes with him and talking to former players like Gabe McLaughlin and him just helping me out and seeing what Basher did for him. And I'm just excited for the journey there and can't wait to get started with the season. No doubt. So what are some of the other schools you're kind of deciding between or considering other than Basham and truly trying to get the best idea where you were considering to go? It was mainly like some of the other schools around, you know, like the Chandlers, Perry's, the uh, Castile, just like those schools. But the main decision came down to Basham. We feel that's the best place for me. Absolutely. Let's talk a little about summer ball and how summer ball affected you and how you felt fitting in with the team. Man, I mean, it was it was hard getting used to it in the beginning, but like after uh, maybe one week, two week, I started feeling more and more part of the team, getting more comfortable, getting my feet under me, and like I just started doing a lot better. I felt myself getting comfortable, and summer ball was just it really was a just a blast, and it was very tough, but just preparing for season. Absolutely. So you already talked a little about Coach G and all, but talk about some of the t- your teammates and who's going to be some of the top guys that play alongside you. My teammates, so right now we will have one senior in C.J. Noter. He's like our – he's our leader of the team. He's awesome. And then 
probably our most productive scorer is going to be Trent and McLaughlin, who has a D1 offer right now. And he's just going to go out there and do his thing. And we got others like Thomas Hastings, our point guard. We got Brady at the center. So we'll, we'll be good. We'll see where we go next year. No doubt. I mean, especially being a young team, you're know, definitely going to have to take some steps and just learn. I mean, it won't just say be a dominant go and win state most likely. I mean, definitely something to hopefully make the playoffs and on work your way up to being a dominant team. Yeah, we'll see. Our goal is region and then if we can get that state. But if can't, we'll just keep working for that. Absolutely. So what do you think your role will be on the team this upcoming season? I think my role is honestly just get with the team and just go out there and play the way I've – I know I can play and just do my thing and and see what opportunities present me. Hopefully do good on all, all places on the court, like offense, defense, just do my thing. Mm, No doubt. So talk a little more about high school. I mean, high school is obviously a big jump from middle school and it's a different environment from club, but what are you most excited for playing in high school? I'm mainly excited for, just like the hype at high school games, you know, I see that I've been to high school games. It's just that that's that cool vibe at the games. Like you're on the court, you know, everyone's cheering for you. You got the student section behind you. It's that different mm-hmm. feeling. Absolutely. So by the time you graduate from high school, what do you actually want to have you? What, do you, what are some of the goals you want to get done and what do you want to accomplish by the time you graduate? Definitely win Arizona Gatorade Player of the Year. Make Arizona all first team. And then get off to college and go D1. No doubt. So let's let's head into that college topic then. So obviously, I mean, getting ready to get for college, I mean, it's not necessarily something you walk into high school usually having offers. But what are some of the schools that your goal would be by the end of this year to kind of have offers or at least be talking to? Definitely my goals by the end of this year are like the, you know, the Arizona local schools, maybe some mid-tier D1s, low-tier D1s. Possibly maybe some of the higher D1s, but mainly the mid-tiers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, some, a lot of people need to realize, I mean, a lot of people talk about having the best fits, the obviously the best place to go for college. But for you, what has always been like your dream school growing up that you've always wanted to play for? Man, my dream school has always been Kansas. And at our house, it's, you know, just Kansas. Growing up watching the games we've been to, Lawrence Fieldhouse multiple times. Just all my bunch of my family's out in Kansas, and I've always loved there and always wanted to play there. Absolutely. All right. So talk about going to high school now. A lot of people we're seeing now, especially in the NBA level, like to team up with someone. So who's a couple guys you'd like to team up with? I mean, let's start off with someone in Arizona. Who's someone out of all the Arizona players you'd really like to team up with? Man, I love to team up with my guy Deron Holmes. Hmm. That'd be, no doubt. That'd be awesome. He'd really help me grow as a player. Absolutely. I mean, I think definitely you guys would be able to have a great chemistry. I mean, both of you guys would play at a really great level. I mean, both modern-day big men that can face the floor and still dominate inside as well. Mm-hmm. Out of everyone in all the country, then, who are some guys you really want to team up with someday in high school? I mean, I'd love to team up with my bro from uh, Strive for Greatness, Sky Clark. That would be that'd be tons of fun to play with team up with some of the blue chip players, you know, like let's go like Amir, Jar, someone like that. 
team up with them sometime in high school, that'd be that'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. So who's someone in college right now playing that you'd really want to team up with that you think would be a lot of fun and would help you bring your game to the next level? I think Devon Dotson, point guard out of Kansas. He'd be just a great facilitator, help me get my shots and just run the court amazingly like he does. No doubt. So to all the NBA players, who would be someone you think would, first of all, bring your game to the next level, but also just be a blast to play alongside? Man, uh, well, blast to play alongside would probably be like Joel Embiid, someone funny like that. But uh, on a serious note, someone that could like bring my game to another level would be like a floor general mind like Chris Paul who could help me on the floor and just do all the teach me all the his what he thinks about during the game and his IQ during the game. Absolutely. So let's talk a little about that. Talk about Chris Paul then. How was your camp when you went to go play in the Chris Paul Rising Stars game or camp and how was that experience? Man, that was awesome. That was a great camp. Well ran. Top players in the country. I I did my thing I showed out there. Um but Chris Paul got to talk to us, and it was great learning about everything going on, even how he got traded and how he handled that from all of his experiences in the NBA. He's a great dude and awesome to listen to, and awesome, And I was blessed to be at his camp. Absolutely. So when did you first really start start playing basketball? Well, uh, probably when I was, like, I mean, me and you used to play when we were like three years on the old on those first Fisher Price hoops in the backyard. You know, <laughs> you used to teach me when I was like three. So right when I started being able to walk and stuff, you always had me with a basketball. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this summer, what's one thing you've really worked on your game to improve on? I mean, it can either be your basketball wise or just getting your body in better shape or athleticism. Well, one thing that I mainly improved on was shooting. I know that's the way the game is, and I got to transform that, and I've grinded hard shooting, developed that shot, and that's going to be big for me. And also, this summer, I've developed mentally how to mentally just preparing for high school and getting ready to play against older kids and, like, building up on my athleticism and vertical with, like, my like a couple of my trainers from, like, Philip Philip Johnson out of Pickup USA with the Vertimax and Elite U, who is terrific with everything with speed and just getting my body ready for high school. Absolutely, no doubt. So what's one skill you believe if you add into your game and your arsenal that you'll take you to the next level? Definitely the shot. If you can shoot it now, you can go as far as you want. No doubt. Talk about your daily day in terms of workouts. Like, Never mind, cut that part out. Okay. It's already getting kind of long. What part of your game do you really think you take the most pride in? Like when you walk onto the court, you're like, this is what I want to get done, and this is what I'm, I think I'm the best at. My part of my game is just I get after it. Someone's not going to outplay me. There's That's just not happening. Someone's not going to go and give me buckets. I'm just I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to outscore them. I'm going to out-rebound them. It's just that mentality and just like getting to them on the back, to the hoop and just – doing anything I can to win. No doubt. When you modded your game around someone, is this someone that you kind of just take bits and pieces from different players that you've watched, or is this someone that you truly do look at and you're like, this is who I want to have my game be resembled of? I'd honestly say that I take bits and pieces from people. Like, 
I'll try to like mimic uh, Nikola Jokic sometime because I know like like uh, him, he's not he doesn't have a huge vertical like me, and so I'll take bits and pieces from him how he runs the floor and like that bigger stretch forward type player. I'll take stuff from all different players from like Joel Embiid, how he can shoot and move and stuff like that. And like Anthony Davis, how he can get to the rim as being a taller player. Mm-hmm. Who do you say in your opinion has been the best player you've played alongside or maybe a team or something? Well, I'd definitely say my guys at North Coast. I mean, everyone's everyone's good on that team. So there's not like one better than the other. And everyone is just great. No doubt. Let's transition a little bit into the NBA topics and all. So who would you say has been your favorite NBA team? Uh, definitely the Orlando Magic. <laughs> is there a reason behind that? Yeah, so when Victor Oladipo was there and got drafted by them, I just – I lo- I loved Victor Oladipo, and I kind of stuck with the Magic then. And then once he left, I just stayed with them and then became a big mm-hmm. fan. So who do you say would be your favorite player now? Definitely Jonathan Isaac. Mm. So let's talk a little about NBA free agency. I mean, it's obviously been a wild free agency, but what's some of the biggest things that stood out to you the most this offseason? Wow. That big move, Katie and Kyrie to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, even the Westbrook Chris Paul, like seeing Westbrook in a Houston Rockets jersey just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I mean, definitely seeing Kawhi. Paul George, I mean, yeah, that's crazy David, too. Anthony Davis is officially there. Kemba's no longer in Charlotte. He's with Boston. I mean, it's just crazy to see everything the way it's all shaped out now. Yeah, it's just wow. So in one year, where do you want to be as a player? I mean, there's different things. Where you, I mean, your goal could be just as an individual thing, as a team goal, or let's say something like Team USA or being ranked something. Or what thing do you really want to be in one year? Where do you want to be? In one year. I wanna. I just want to be a better player. I'd love to have the stuff like Team USA. Team USA has always been my dream to play in and just represent my country, but win games and definitely just grow as a person as well. No doubt. So in, in your life, who do you say would be your biggest role model? My biggest role model is you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, bud. Yes, sir. All right, so... I would like to wrap it up about talking about something about God and in uh, and, and relation to that. So how would you say God's helped you the most throughout your career? God has helped me in so many ways and just blessing me to be able to play basketball, first of all, and just giving me the talent and getting me through those those bumps along the way and just the hard times and getting me through those and having me keep progressing as a player. No doubt. I mean, there's always strange ways and crazy ways he finds a way to make us better, but it always turns out for the good. Yes, sir. For sure. It's just, I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been great having you on here, bud. I can't wait to see the path that God brings you down. And I can't wait to get your high school career started. Thank you, bro. No problem. God bless. You too. Coming up next, you're not going to miss it. I broke down. We're going to say the East in about two or three years. How about the West, though? Well, you're not going to miss it. I got some surprisers. Yes, LeBron James. I don't think he's coming to an end soon. So where did the Lakers land, though? Minnesota is Wiggins going to have a breakout, as I expect. We'll see. How long will Westbrook and James Harden last together, or will they? We'll see. Stay tuned, everyone. Big time stuff and big time heated topics coming up right after this.
throwing two to three years, losses can go down. I mean, you look two or three years ago, um, Kyrie was Boston or Cleveland, whichever way you want to look at that. KD was Warriors. Um, yeah, you can go down this list forever. LeBron was in the Cavs. I mean, pretty much Paul George was Indiana and Oklahoma. I mean, Kawhi was San Antonio. I mean, you look at this. Davis was obviously New Orleans. Hayward was Utah. I mean, the list, Blake Griffin, L.A., I mean, this list is going to go on forever. Basically, no stars on the same team. Steph Curry, yeah, he's there. Westbrook was the only other guy that's been there for a long time, but guess what? He's in Houston now. So what do you know? Things are going to go down. So I don't know how accurate once the this will be. But number one team, two to three years, it's an L.A. team. Hmm. Well, let's talk about this. There's one team that has a young core, has a lot of young pieces in L.A., and that's the L.A. Clippers. But... LeBron's not slowing down anytime soon, folks. So, well, you know what? Lakers will be the number one team in two to three years. It is what it is. Sorry, folks. I don't care. Yeah, they don't have a ton of young guys. They have Kuzma. He's not super young. Got it. Same thing with KCP. Quinn Cook. I love that. I got you. I got you. But I think I got him. Anthony Davis. He's not too bad. And he's still young. LeBron James. Um, yeah, he's Maybe the numbers in his age isn't looking too young. But um, do you look like he's slowing down? No. He looks like he's an MVP player still. You look around this court. You look at his numbers. Yeah. All right. So, Lakers are number one. Number two. This is going to shock a lot of people, I think. might be really debatable, but I'm saying with it, and I love it. I've been, I told them, they get their head coaches and retain them. Some, at least one guy, but probably two of them will take a huge jump. Then you go and add someone like Jarrett Culver. You add someone like a whole lot of these pieces. I like it. I like it. Then you got to get another point guard. But Andrew Wiggins is going to break out your That's why Minnesota the second best team in two to three years. I think Wiggins is going to break out this year and be an NBA All-Star. Or at least be contending, debatable All-Star. I think Ryan Saunders is going to break it out of him. I think Wiggins is pushing himself, and he's finally fed up with all the drama and all the stuff from the – all the BS stuff all the way from overall there. Uh, I mean, I think it's sure what's going to happen. Cat, I don't think he's even come close to his potential yet. He's going to be a monster you're not going to reckon with. Roko, Robert Carlton, love that defense. Culver, I think something special. Okogi, love the guy. Kieta Bates, Diop, love his game when he brings to the table. Jake Lehman, love that addition. I mean, they got a lot of good pieces right now. I really do love what they've been bringing in. Obviously, there's a lot of guys I'm not talking about right now, but this list is going to go on. I love what Minnesota's doing out there. I think they got something special. Number three is Denver Nuggets. You got Nikola Jokic. You got Jamal Murray. You got all kinds of stuff going down right there. Not even to mention whatever Bobo Michael Porter does. I'm not even really considering them because how do you? I do not know, but if they pay on to even be half what the potential is, well, they might be number one. But right now, I'm putting them at number three. Number four, De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley will be unstoppable for years to come. It is what it is, folks. It is what it is. That might just be one of the best duels you're going to see for the next 10 years. They're going to absolutely destroy the next decade. And I think, they're, I think Sacramento's going to bring in a championship in the next 10 years. I truly do. At least one. I mean, when you're telling me you got De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, as long as they stay together. And then you have the points where you got Buddy Hill being on space of four. Boggan able to do the very same thing. You got Harrison Barnes. He can take on any man. He's a great 3 and D kind of player. You got Harry Giles. He's going to turn out to become. You've got so many different pieces right now. Building up out here in Sacramento is something you're not, you're not going to reckon with. I mean, it is something scary. I mean, right now, adding the veterans they were able to add into this locker room is going to be crucial to this team's development. It truly is. When you're talking about adding guys like Deadman, you're adding guys like um, Trevor Reza, Bayelitz is still there. You're adding all these kind of guys. It's huge. Cody is going to be huge. If I can get that backup point guard in Cal guy, I still think he's going to be a stud. Number five, San Antonio Spurs. And I'm not even including DeMar DeRozan and Aldridge. To be honest, I think they'll both be gone in two to three years. So what do they got? Oh, yeah. DeJounte Murray. I think he's legit all-star potential. I think Derek White is an all-star potential. Kelton Johnson looks sharp. 
But Lonnie Walker is the star of the future for this team. Along with, I think him and DeJounte Murray especially will be stars. Breen Forbes will be a great backup. I mean, you're just adding so many young pieces. I love what San Antonio is doing. They have so many options. So many options to just keep moving, getting better. That's what makes this team scary. And you know that the scary thing is you know they will do it. I think Trey Lowes will be a great player here. They're going to love him. He's going to be perfect with what they're trying to build. I mean, Metro expect him to break out soon. Yaka Pearl, he's going to go into his second year. I think it's big time for him. Number six is now when you have the other LA team with the LA Clippers. Not going to Inglewood, obviously, but LA Clippers, I love it. Absolutely love it. I love what they got there. Kawhi and Paul George will be unstoppable for years to come. I don't know how they're going to compete with a team of Pop Rivers leading them. I don't know how long Pop will leave, lead, but we'll see. I mean, yes, you could probably put Clippers above Spurs. Maybe Sacramento, but I don't even think that. I mean, Sacramento, I mean, yeah, we, we know nothing special, but Clippers, how long will Paul George and Kawhi stay healthy? I think they both have injury issues. We'll see. Landry Shamet, though, he's legit. Montrez going to a contract year. We'll see what goes down there. Lou Williams, how long will he be able to put this elite scoring up? I think he's going to be a good scorer if like Jamal Crawford can do it at 40, but we'll see what goes down. Phoenix Suns, number seven. That's, I know, that's a shocker. I'm sorry, guys, but same time, I'm not. I just don't know. Booker, I'm still not sold on. Yes, he got the numbers. Don't get me wrong, but the numbers aren't translating to wins. That doesn't mean anything. DeAndre Asian, at least, I mean, at least they're going to be a playoff team. At the very least, I think they have the, I mean, I think they have an elite ceiling. I don't know if they're able to reach. I think Monty Williams is the guy to do it. They will reach it, though. Number eight is Dallas. Love it, but they don't have a lot of guys. Same thing with the issue with Phoenix. They're not a lot of depth. They have the two superstars. Luka and Kristaps will be probably unstoppable. Fred Powell is solid. But besides that, you got Brunson. You got whatever Isaiah Roby becomes. There's not much young youth there. So I can't give it to them. There's not, much, there's not a lot of it. There's only two really guys. You can have some other solid players. Number nine, New Orleans. I know, folks. Sorry, but when you look at them, I mean, you're looking at a squad... Zion, I don't know yet. It's hard-ranked rookies, but you got Zion. You got Jackson Hayes that looks legit. You got Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You got Lonzo Ball. I mean, you got Brandon Ingram, which everyone's forgetting, but it's also partly they're forgetting because of the injury and the blood clots. Will that prevent him from getting his potential down the line? You got Josh Hart. You've got a lot of young pieces at Okafer, but what will that turn out to? I do not know. And can I put that above an established two superstars and Luke and Chris Stapps? I don't know. I mean, yes, Chris Stapps, we don't know what the injury, but I think he's going to be legit. Can you put that over Booker and Aiton? That's already shown they can play at a high level in the NBA. I mean, you're talking about three of the guys that listed are rookies, and one of them came off of blood clots. We'll, we'll see. Number 10, Utah Jazz, because really you only got two true young pieces, and that's Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Yes, you got Exum, but how long will Mike Conley be at an elite level? Joe Ingles, Boyan, we'll see. That's what I got there. 11th is Memphis. I think they have the potential, but they just need to. Right now, there's just so many pieces that are young. They need to fill it out. Once they start trading guys off, filling it in with a veteran, just truly taking this roster and building it around Jaron Jackson, which I think is a guy you can truly build a roster around. I think he's special. He is something that's, he's got a ceiling. He's still 19 years old and just destroying. He's the guy that's super high ceiling. You got John Morant, Ryan Clark. If Josh Jackson can turn into what he's supposed to turn into, watch out. Jonas Valanciunas is very sharp. I love that piece. You got a lot of guys there. Tyus Jones, one of the best second point guards, I think, long term. He's the next Corey Joseph, Patty Mills kind of guy. I love that. Golden State Warriors 12, I think Curry can go for a long time unless they burn him out. He'll be able to shoot forever, though. Clay, I think he'll be able to still be fine for a while. I don't know about Draymond necessarily in terms of young core. Will we stay with Golden State? I just don't know. Obviously, you got D-Lo. You got pieces. But that's why I put them at 12 because it's not as sharp. The guys are going to be coming off the prime in two or three years. Now, Portland. They got CJ McCollum locked down. I love it, but how many other options are there? Nasir Little. I don't know what Nurkic will be a shell of himself. What will it be? I see a little Zach Collins are truly young, young guys, but I might as well just include Damian and CJ because we know they'll be good for a very long time. Oklahoma City Thunder, though. Yeah, Shady Joe Salazar is legit. You guys know my thoughts on him. Ferguson, 
Diallo, I like them. Baz Baisley, I think he's going to be a really good player. See, now I'm still only 26, 27 years old. But it's just not so many superstars established. We'll see what they got to build out there. And then 15, Houston Rockets, because I don't know what Chris Paul, I mean, James Harden, Russell Westbrook will be able to be like in a few years, but that's just what it is. There's not many, they don't have that much players on the rush. They still got to fill that out. Capella's young, yeah, so am I. I just don't know. They got so much to figure out. They don't have a young core. I don't know where they'll be in two to three years. Don't get me wrong. Harden and Westbrook will still be great players, but how great will it be in two to three years? And will they have any help or rush spots? We'll see. That's what I got for the West, you guys. That's just where I see the guys in two to three years. Yes, there'll be debate some stuff, but I think the NBA is in great hands and you got some special stuff to come up in the coming years. Free agency keeps rolling. Maybe it's not the big time moves, but there's still moves going down. I, I got some stuff to talk about. So stay tuned, everyone, for my free agency update from the past week. You're not going to miss it. Coming up right after this. All right, so in the past week, we started off with Ben McLemore signing to Houston on a two-year minimum deal. It's not actually guaranteed, but it's another chance. Houston would need to fill out that roster. Maybe he could become another Daniel House kind of project, fix him up, turn him into a good player. I mean, Ben McLemore, so I thought if he was in the right situation at college, it would have been better. Clearly, the game's changed from underneath him, but he's got a lot of potential still. He's still athletic. Put him on Houston. We'll see what he can do. Feel kind of like, I think he can still become someone like Iman Schumbert, most definitely. Then Pau Gasol signed up Portland for a one-year $2.6 million deal. That's a minimum contract. As more depth to Portland, a big-time move. As another player that's won a championship, I think Portland's really gaining, gearing up for a potential championship run. Do I think they'll make it right now? Maybe, maybe not, but they got some big-time stuff ahead of them. Frank Korkmaz decided to come back to Philly on a two-year minimum deal after almost deciding to go overseas and leaving the NBA if no one else offered him, but they do retain him. He is staying in Philly. Same story happened with Dragon Bender. Deals are pretty much set up to go out there, play in um, Europe, play in Russia and all. He decided not to go play. He's going to play with Coach Cooper, if you remember, but Bender... He decided to go play with Milwaukee on a two-year minimum deal. Perfect for Milwaukee. He can stretch the floor, give him a chance to play again, still give him a couple more years to develop, see what he's got left in that tank still, if there is anything. Love that sign. Jakar Sampson is going to Indiana on a one-year minimum deal. Just a good play. You see what his energy brought with he was winning with Chicago to fill other teams in, the past, in his career. A lot of this time about Trey Burke, they're bringing him out to Philadelphia for a one-year minimum deal. He's a great backup point. He can go get buckets real quickly. Ham Ronetto will be able to fight for the backup role. I love that sign there. Then... Today, the big news was Shooting McCollum signed the extension of Portland, a three-year, $100 million extension, basically putting the deal now at five years, $157 million. His deal expired in 2024. Damian will be right around the same time. So he basically got the guys until mid-20s locked up now, which is big time. Now, as so basically, he has a chance. Him and Damian both have a chance to have Portland the whole career, which is awesome. Now, other big news, Steve Kerr talking about this stuff. He says, players, the NBA really needs to address the fact that players are asking out before the contract expires. I do agree. He said it's bad for the NBA. I think they will need to fix some of that. But there's not much to do. It's a players league. And I think players do deserve to run it because they're the ones that make the money at the end of the day. Now, the Lakers are leaving a spot open to potentially sign Andre Godala if indeed he's bought out by Memphis. We'll see what goes down there, though. Carlton Towns said he wants to stay in Minnesota. He said many different things about them and his praise for Ryan Saunders, his praise for his teammates. I think him and Wiggins, like I said, have potential to be championship caliber team. No one's seeing it, but I'm calling it right now. Listen, I'm calling it, and believe me, it's going to happen in the coming years. Cat said he wants to stay in Minnesota. I said, he said it's tremendous. He's happy, and he wants to be here for a very long time. He loves the city, loves his teammates, like I said. Now, Clippers had also asked about James Harden Bradley Beal prior to pulling the trigger for Paul George. Obviously, we saw what happened. They got Paul George. Obviously, I think Paul George is way better than Bradley Beal in terms of what you're looking at there. And James Harden would have been interesting. How him and Kawhi put a play, I think it really would have worked out great. 
Paul George is almost the same kind of thing. Another great defensive player, though, obviously. I think Clippers are set, as I said. Now, Houston will rest with James Harden and Russell Westbrook this year. As Morris said, they plan on peaking in April. Playoff time, you know what it is. I completely agree. I understand. That's what it is. Now, Spurs made some moves right. He decided to go move up. Brian Rice now to become the new GM, replacing Buford, who's been there for a very long time, the Spurs GM. He's now going to CEO Connor Roll, where you still going to see Wright report to him, but he slowly decided to retire and fall out of the basketball world. Now, other thing, Tim Duncan coming back into the basketball world. He's now joined to become an assistant coach with San Antonio Spurs. I love it. Great addition. It's going to be fun to see out down there. I think the players are going to enjoy it as well. Now, finally, Washington did offer Bradley Beal a max deal, three-year, $111 million extension. We'll see what goes down there. I do not know if he will accept it or what it looks like, but that's what they offered him. And Bradley Beal is deserving of it, but he said he's going to take his time and he's not going to rush into it, nor do I think he should. It's a big-time decision what's going to happen. I still think Bradley Beal will be traded. I don't see how he fits in this in the timeline, obviously, but all things can be changed. I don't necessarily know, obviously, but I do think you expect big things from Bradley Beal in the coming years, but we'll see what Washington decides to do in terms of pull the trigger or not. But that's why I got for free to see updates as of this week. Stay tuned, you're not going to miss it. They always will keep giving updates until we start the season off. You guys already know what's coming up next. Shoe Zone, where I'm going to talk about the stuff that has not got enough attention. I'm going to get more attention to take my thoughts on that stuff. So, I say we get right into it. Shoe Zone, coming up after this. Alright, so let's kick it off. NBA is conducting a tampering investigation. It's in regards to, obviously, the stuff that people were getting news and alerts about where plays are signing prior to the stuff even starting. I mean, it's something they might look into. I mean, overall, what team has changed? No, they can pay the money. They don't really care. And the day, the players will probably go there anyway. So, I don't think they need to change. I don't think they should. Who cares? And please do not change the draft and the free agency draft. I don't like the way the NFL offseason is set up. Keep it the way it is. The NBA offseason is perfect right now the way it is. Zion Williamson has brought down the bank, signing the largest deal ever for a rookie in a shoe deal. Signed with Jordan, 70 to $75 million. And that's obviously what he's talked about. He said he, said he took less to go with Jordan because that was his idol growing up. That's just a player he loved. He decided to go with him. Obviously, big time. Jump man. Big time young piece for Jordan's brand and huge. I love that deal for Zion. I can't wait to see him rocking those Jordans. Now, I hope the shoes do have a Z on it, you know, so I can cop some of those. But Marcus Harrell, he started to clutch sports. And Rich Paul's team, he's obviously in a contract year, and he wants to get the deal done right. I think he deserves a big deal. One of the best backup big men. At the very least, you got Ed Davis, but a more energized version of him. He's huge and a big-time player. Now, a lot of moves also. Kawhi Leonard has now been voted the NBA's best player by 20 coaches and executives and sports writers across ESPN and in an ESPN survey. I don't really know. I mean, during the playoffs, yes, I think everyone's going to say whatever you do. The best player in the finals is technically the best player. We'll see if that's true, though. I don't know. I, just think, I, think it's, I mean, I think it's between Giannis. I think it's between LeBron and if Kevin Durant was healthy. I mean, I just don't know yet. Kawhi's a great player. Obviously, he led us to the championship and the finals. But, I mean, when you come one-on-one, when you're talking about is it really how hard is it to stop Giannis? I think it's pretty much impossible. I mean, yes, Kawhi beat him out, so I could give him it right now. But I just don't know how we're going to talk about that. But. Team USA is getting bad. Now, I don't really care, though, because they're going to win. They're going to get to the Olympics. It's all that matters, and players will play. But right now, you have an everyone. I mean, yeah, from the original group, you've got guys like Love, Kevin Love, Damian Lillard, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beals, Tobias Harris. Yeah, they've all backed out. Then you've got Zion decided to back out, out of the um, select team. Pumbo Sub decided to back out. Then they offered a thing that Montrez Harrell, he backed out. So now you got Mason Plumley coming in. you got Thad Young. you got Marcus Smart. I mean, you got Julius Randle. You got a couple guys like that. I mean, 
Jalen Brown, and then I just don't know. I mean, that's what you're looking at. It's not going to be a great team, but it's still going to be a rush of NBA players, no doubt. Your select team, Jared Allen, Marvin Bagley, McCall Bridges, Jalen Brunson, John Collins, Pat Connaughton, De'Aaron Fox, Joe Harris, Jonathan Isaac, Mitchell Robinson, Landry Shamet, Derek White, and Trey Young. A good young core right there. I think some of those guys should make the roster. I think you really shouldn't bring that many veterans. Look at the thing. And in one year, how many of these guys will possibly be on the legit team, the real team, and be able to contribute? Don't you want to get the experience? I think so. I mean, you look at it. Will they have the whole roster of these guys? No. I think they could still do good, though. I think you're looking at Marvin Bagley for sure. I think you're definitely looking at Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox, considering them. I think Mr. Robinson's got to be on there. I do think maybe you consider John Collins or Jared Allen. I mean, John, Jonathan Isaac's good, too. Joe Harris for shooting, but I think you can get other guys like Clay or something. I mean, you got lots of going down there. It will be interesting to see how this roster pans out. Obviously, we've got about one month left until it starts. It's going to be fun. I cannot wait for the FIBA qualifiers. Always a great time and a great thing you never want to miss out on. But that is what I got for Shoes Zone for you guys. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. And obviously, I'll give you guys some more stuff than me and not cover enough. Coming up every at the end of every episode, wrapping it up with Shoes Zone. You're not going to miss it. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today on Shoes Reviews episode 30. But that is indeed a wrap, folks. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. But if you want to say it today, I mean, we're in the middle of Stratford Green and Blue Chip Series. Who's coming up next? Who's going to be on the next episode of The Breakdown? What's all the series going down? All that can be found on my Instagram, at Zach Shoemaker, or Twitter, Zach, at Zach Shoemaker. You can go to like my Facebook page, Shoes Views Zach Shoemaker. Go and subscribe to my YouTube channel, please, though. That's the breakdown. You can catch up my shows about that. And my highlight breakdown. It's, it's truly something you're not going to miss. Now, I know you listen to this on some platform. Whatever it is, subscribe or like my channel. Please do that. Help Shoes Views continue to grow. And don't forget, give me a five-star comment, like, whatever it may be to continue this program to keep growing. That being said, folks, if you want to get involved, go and be a voice message. Send me a call on the Anchor app. Go to anchor.com. Send me a question or whatever you might have, and I'll answer that on the show, and your voice will be heard on the podcast. I don't think you guys are going to miss out on the opportunity. There is so much more to talk about, but I cannot wait to get to the next episode. So, you're not going to miss it. But that being said, shoot this out. Everyone go be the light of God, and God bless.